I said, hey! Theater camp! It's in a stage! Theater camp! It's a theater camp, so book on today! Did I say it's a theater camp? I think it did. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Musical Madness podcast. On this podcast today, we've got Scott Walker, who's an amateur dramatic performer, and he's from Sheffield area. If you didn't know already, that's in South Yorkshire, wherever you're listening across this channel. So he's going to be talking a little bit about himself, how he got involved in theatre, if he's been up to anything at all in lockdown, what projects, what's his passion, and also if he's had any wardrobe malfunctions. Interested in that? Then let's get the show on the road. Right. Hello, Scott. Welcome to the show. If you could just introduce yourself, please, to the listeners. Yes, I'm Scott Walker. I'm a amateur theatre performer. It's not my paid job. It is uh, just a hobby, but it's something I thoroughly enjoy doing. Great. Well, nice to have you on the show, Scott. I uh, I do appreciate you you coming in on your own time. Now we're able to see each other. I know, finally. Uh, I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I appreciate you coming on the podcast and... Uh, and kind of letting the listeners know a little bit more about you and how you got involved in theatre. So I'm going to start with the first question. I kind of lined it up just there, is when did you actually start being involved in theatre? So I started to dance school, and I ended up joining a, a theatre group called the Newton Operatic Society, and we were the chorus dancers for a pantomime called Babes in the Wood, and basically it took off from there. The dance school closed, um, which then I moved and started performing with Dinnington Operatics and started taking on minor roles and then got a major role playing Michael in Peter Pan. And that was my first principal role, that one. So Michael in Peter Pan? Michael in Peter Pan. Oh, you know, I can't imagine you as a Michael now. <laughs> Maybe See, as a kid it probably suited you as a role. Yeah. No, I don't know. I think I would, I think I would either see you as either Peter Pan yeah, obviously not now because you're you're a lot taller. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would have thought you'd be more like a Peter Pan or something like that. Nope, started uh, got cast as Michael, the one with teddy bear. Yeah, sat up back at dog. It's probably, you know what? I love to be in Peter Pan. I love to be Peter Pan. Me sen, if I could. Um, I can see you as one of them lost boys. Too, yeah, probably a lost boy. Yeah. I think I think that's where. <laughs> just because I'm a bit crazy, I think that's or, what it or is. a Mister Smee. Mister Smee. Mister Smee. What are you saying about me, like? No, funny guy. Small and fat. Funny guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, so yeah, it's great to just hear how you got in. So, how old are you, say again? When I started, yeah. I'd have been about nine, nine, nine ten old. year old, yeah. Wow, so you've been doing 30, it a while then. 32 now. 32, so yeah. yeah. Good said. Good couple of years through my belt there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have. Uh, so, um, what have you been up to then? What have you been up to regards of theatre? Anything or nothing? Nothing at the minute. Um, my latest show I were doing were I got cast as Lincoln Airspray. Yeah, we know uh, that. We're yeah. a new theatre company. Um, but apart from that, everything's been put on hold due to COVID and stuff. I know that. You know that's how I met you. We're through uh, through Airspray and oh, it's so close to the show. Six weeks. I know. Six weeks. All that rehearsal time we'd done and we were nearly there and got pulled from his feet, didn't it? Got <laughs> literally got. Pulled from us by Boris, good old Boris. He did, he did. And, uh, you know, it, oh, it was so disheartening just to, you know, I think more for me, it was more like, I know obviously putting the effort in and the rehearsal time and and and, and learning your parts and stuff like that, all that extra stuff. But 
I guess for me, it were, I missed that social side. Yeah, yeah. Like, I committed myself to them six months rehearsals. Yeah. And, you know, it was coming to a point where sometimes it was nearly three times a week. Where work when we're getting closer to the show. And so you're spending a lot of time with yourself and, and the other cast members. And I missed... And then to go in nothing yeah. for lockdown is... It, it, it hurts. It does. It, it, it were... It, I, it was definitely a, a hard thing to get my head around at the beginning because I, I, I can't wait to get back anyway. No. We've been uh, a new theatre company, though, as well. It did take a toll because we just all wanted for it to succeed and now we're, st- we're still in doubt whether it will or not. Hopefully it doesn't and it gets pulled back up, back up again so we can actually do it, but yeah, I know. it's all a waiting game, isn't it? It is a waiting game and I, I can't. Literally can't wait to get back in. And uh, have you got any other shows that you're in the pipeline or anything that you would be interested in doing? Have you heard, you've seen on social media? You think, ooh, I, w- I won't mind having a uh, having a stab at that, they say. <laughs> um, not really, no. Um, the next one is going to be um, Pantomime, uh, yeah. Dinnington Operatics, which we're doing Cinderella. Um, it's going to be in January, uh, but we've actually oh, yeah. had to pull the show for... For October, because we just haven't got the rehearsal time to do it. So yeah. his next one's going to be Cinderella in uh, January. Brilliant. Um, Where's that going to be at? At Dinnington. It's uh, Lyric Theatre. Just a little plug there. Just, just a little a plug. little plug. <laughs> got sl- to slide that in. That's it. And yeah, no, that's great. I like, you know, I like to support our local theatre and the Amdrams. I think it's important. So if you're around, guys, and you're interested in... Is it a pantomime, you say? It is a pantomime. Oh. Yeah. You know, you know the thing is, as a performer, and I, I've done it for many years, and I, I, and then I stopped for a little bit just with work and other thing and commitments and that. Um, pantomime has never been anything that I've done, really. And I've got to be honest, I think out of all the musicals, plays, and stuff that I've done, I think pantomimes is probably the one that suits me the most. Yeah, definitely. Just with my character. And, I do if prefer you panto, yeah. doing pantos, because anything can happen. And yeah. You're basically on that stage, and if something goes wrong, you've got to get yourself out of that situation. And as an actor, it's the best improv you could ever do, and if Definitely. you get that reaction from the audience, it's amazing. Yep. That, that feeling is incredible. It is. Um yeah, I'll definitely love to do a pantomime, and uh, you have to let me know when 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 they do them, and if they're doing o- auditions or like that, I'll be definitely interested. Yeah, we'll do and, definitely. Uh, and obviously, you guys, if you're listening at home, if the, if it does come up, get following on social media because you might want to join in your send or might want to take a part. Yeah. Um. So, another question. Moving on to the next thing, right? Is I would like to ask you, and I asked Colin this when we um when we did a podcast with him. And I want to know, because you've been doing it so long now, is have you ever had any wardrobe malfunctions? He's looking. I know you can't see him, guys, but he's looking at me really nervous because he didn't know what the question was going to be then. So he's like, what, what's, he, what's he asking me now? What's he going to ask me? Don't I, embarrass me, Nave. I've not really had any wardrobe malfunctions as such. Do you know someone who has? Yeah. I've, you don't have to mention names. Yeah. We don't want to embarrass him. No, yeah, I've... Uh, I've I've seen a couple of wardrobe malfunctions on stage. Um, yeah. One of them we did uh, it was finale. To be fair, for one of one of his pantos. Yeah. And um, she had to do like a trans transition um, on stage from one dress to another, and as she turned round, oh. uh, they took the dress off, but all, everything sort of fell yeah, out on stage. Um, 
and Bell you out. just have to carry on. <laughs> oh, wow. I've seen some mishaps happen, people yeah. banging their head on stage and they just have to carry on, and uh, and then I've seen some improvisations happen yeah. on stage. Um, I had a couple of them myself, to be fair. In, in his last time we did Cinderella, um, I was playing Dandini, and there's a bit where the prince and Dandini have to swap jackets. Right, okay. But he got his mic wire wrapped right around the back of his waistcoat. Oh. So as he's gone to do it, obviously he can't get his waistcoat off. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I had to undo his mic on stage and improvise for about 10 minutes. No. Um, just ad-libbing and stuff. And what did you come up with for I that? I have no idea. I've, I can't let, even remember to this day what was said. <laughs> <laughs> but my, my most famous one was uh, I was playing a comedy duo in a pantomime mm. and um, basically we had these these uh, postcards mm. and it were different towns so I'd ask the que- I'd ask a question and then me my comedy duo partner he'd he'd hold up a, a like a plaque card yeah with a town on which related to that question and uh, the scene before we got all these cards and they were all in in order that we needed them and he threw them up in air and elastic band snapped. So they literally went all Everywhere. over the stage. Like 52 in, car pickup game. Literally. <laughs> and no order whatsoever. And we were on to do that bit, the next scene. Next so scene. we literally walked off. Total blackout. <laughs> lights back up and we were there. And honestly, I really don't know how we did it. It was, it was searching for cards, fruit table. So you, got, you pretty much did it in a random order. Yeah, but we had to follow the script. So I'm doing all my bits, but he <laughs> couldn't find towns to hold them up. Oh dear. So we were holding different ones up, but then when he did get it right, the applause from audience were unbelievable. Yeah. And even even cast members from backstage didn't know what was happening, and they were coming to Wings just yeah. to see what was happening because they could just hear um, audience in hysterics. Oh, that's great, mate. That is great. Yeah. I don't know how he did that. That is... That... Yeah. And look, there's just two of us on stage Luckily, that well. were pantomime. Yeah. Well, for a musical or any play or anything like that, and it's a serious play or musical, you, them things can't be allowed. No, can they? <laughs> you've just got to try your best to try and get back on yeah. track when you're doing a when you're doing a show. It's you've got to try and stick to, to stick to script yeah, basically. You but when you've got panto, you can divert a little bit, and you don't yeah. get little practical jokes thrown in there. And my my biggest, and uh, I mentioned it on a previous podcast, so they probably know, so I'm not going to go into it as much. But I, um, for listeners who's listened before, I'm just guessing there, assuming. Shouldn't assume. Um, but when I did Guys and Dolls in 2014, that was the last kind of big production I did until I took a little break. That's big coming from you, isn't it? It's very big. <laughs> big production. You, you can't <laughs> see me, guys, <laughs> unless you know me, but... I'm not a I'm not a tall fella. <laughs> <laughs> no tall orders from me. Um yeah, and there were literally one scene in it. Um quite ironically, my character was Big Juggler. <laughs> <laughs> I swear they casted me just for height joke. Definitely. There's a guy next to me called Mike and uh he must have been six foot. <laughs> so coming on stage with someone who's five foot two like Kevin Hart. Um, <laughs> Literally, it, it, it just looked funny. Yeah. And they introduced me the first time because I know he's this, basically, Big Julie's this big gangster yeah, mafia yeah. guy. I don't know if you've ever seen yeah. guys and dogs. And uh, so, like, everyone's scared of him, absolutely scared. And he just gets someone like me, come on. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, But the one scene, basically, I could not get the lines in my head because 
with in guys and dolls, it's uh, like you're taking bets, you're rolling dice. It's all about the money, the numbers, everything else. Yeah, and it threw me off just every time, just the numbers and you know working stuff out. And when you roll, because when something don't go right, you, you got to make it up. And just basically, I said like snake eyes, you lose. And yeah, that scene, I never got. I think one night out of all them nights, I got it <laughs> right. And like honestly. If it weren't for my cast members, they're being there and ready for improvisation. I yeah. tested them. I tested them for sure. Yeah. But rest of it, smashed it. Yep. They Absolutely already, loved it. They already thought of lines to get you out of it. Yeah, yeah. They already <laughs> thought of lines to get me out of it. Because I remember once I went, I rolled the dice and I went, snake eyes, you lose. Well, if you didn't understand craps, which is the game, um, not, I'm not just saying the word, <laughs> uh, which is the game, you, you, you basically, snake eyes, you lose, doesn't mean you lose. Yeah. Uh, but I said it as that. Yeah, and yeah. he went, and then the character Nathan, he were called, um, said, I can't lose, Big Julie. And I went, just kidding, Nathan. Like, yeah. you know, just like, <laughs> had to kind of banter, but my God, it was a thing. But enjoy it. And to be honest, I don't mind talking about it now because people make mistakes on stage and improvising and doing it. It's all a learning experience. That's probably the only show I've ever really messed up. Yeah. But I always talk about it because I like to remind myself to not, not do it again. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's nice to mess up, though, every so often, just it's, to test yourself. Just to test yourself, yeah. yeah. Just just uh, not knowing your lines. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. But uh, definitely Airspray, that were, that's a great show. And, that, yeah, what you said there were just, uh, were just great. So you've not had no wardrobe malfunction, but you've seen other people have. Yep. Um, I've seen a lot of things in shows where, like, sets just fell down. Oh, and yeah. All sorts. It's uh, Yeah, it's mad. I'm sure there's loads more we can talk about. Definitely. What I'm going to do, I'm going to take a little break now and I'm going to play your first songs. We've got Scott today to pick two songs. So I'm just going to stick it on, everyone. Thank you for listening to this first half. We're going to get a song on, so do enjoy and we'll be back with you really soon. So see you later, everyone. Yes, guys, thank you for listening on that, that chat edition. We have part two coming up, but if you did want to listen to the songs of the choice, then please head over to Spotify, because that's where we play the music. If not, keep enjoying, and here's part two. Do, 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 do. Enjoy. Yes, guys, we're back. It's part two. Musical madness. Yeah, you know it. Yes, welcome, Scott, back to the channel, the show. Thank you very much. How are you doing after your little break? I'm all right now. I'm all re-dehydrated and That's everything. re-energised so. yep. and ready. Because I know you, you was a little bit nervous doing this, uh, this podcast, this show. We didn't know what it's about. Um, but yeah, we're back. So let's get started with some more questions and a bit of a chit chat. It's very relaxed, so don't worry about it. Um, but I'm going to start off with um, asking you, what is the best kind of musical or show you've been in 
And can you tell us why? Best one I've been in. Ooh. Yeah, have a little, have a little thing. I think it's got to be um, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, yeah, definitely got to be that. Um, I mean, I've been in loads of different ones, but this one was just something totally different, it's different feel. Oh yeah, it was vibe of it. It was just like booming. T- Everybody t- were on about. I totally it. get what you mean, and and no lie, but in my top three shows that I've done is Beauty and the Beast as well. Because is it really? It is. Honestly, <laughs> I'm not just saying that because you've just said it now. It is. I don't know what it is. You know, the, the obviously the group of people, the society who I was with at that time, and um, but the show itself, there's just that feel um, with the cast. It just felt amazing. I'm sure you know you're going to tell us why now. You know why did you enjoy it? Well, I got cast as uh, Prince Adam, um, so I I was doing all the all the Prince parts plus the chorus bits as well. Um, so many fast changes. So many outfit changes, to be fair. Um, and then it was just, just the vibe, the songs, the story. Just, mm. it, it was, I don't know, like, enlightening. It's hard to describe, isn't it? Yeah. I, I remember when we were, uh, I think it was Joe, uh, who we've done a podcast with. Um, it was on a few weeks ago. And we were talking about, you know, that feeling within theatre in... When you're with them people who you've been rehearsing with and, and outside of rehearsing and stuff, you have a bond with them, you know, but like, what well, we have, uh, if, if we are friends or not, I don't know, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but we, we couldn't come up with a, something to describe it. Only thing we thought about was it's a family. Yeah. But literally describing the show and the feeling, I think you have to be a performer and I, I know everyone's different or how they feel about stuff, but like there's a general sense of vibe and feel you are when you're performing together as performers in the show isn't there yeah, yeah. um yeah can you think of can you i'm just basically trying to draw out for the <laughs> listeners what you think it feels like like how can you describe it to them i think it's more electrifying yeah. to be fair um, oh, you're doing a bit of grease now. Electrifying. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's just the, the, the. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. How to, I, know. I don't know how to describe it. To I be told fair. you it's an hard one. I, I yeah. don't worry about it. You don't need to try and mention. No, but I, you know, can, listeners, can you even just get on our social media? Music Commanders podcast on Facebook and Instagram, and just let us know. Can you come up with a word or anything? Like, how does it feel when you perform or when you've done that show? Especially on the last, like, matinee yeah. show. I've always finished on the matinee. Oh, I've um, always finished on a Saturday night. Yeah, Saturday night, yeah. yeah. And um, that feeling afterwards, yes, I know the show's finished and it's all ended, but that buzzing feeling when you've done the last bows, yeah. like... And that audience is going I don't know wild. if you can hear it in my voice, guys, but honestly, it's like... <laughs> That's the only way I could describe it. Sorry if I've blown your ears off then and you've had to adjust your volume, but... You know, it's it is it's that feeling, isn't it? It is, yeah. Um, you want to, you know, in high school musical, I'm breaking free. You just want to like, <laughs> yeah, you, like Troy Bolton just back slam, slamming out the door. You, you know, you see, and you heard that song. Have you seen the video when he's on that golf course and he's just, yeah, going, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Do, do. I, I forgot the lyrics <laughs> to be fair, but I just know how it, what what he does with hands. Bed on it, bed on it. it. That's the one. I got yeah. it. It's in my head. Um, you had to bring High School Musical into it, though, didn't you? Of course you? I did, mate, because that's just... A, that. I'll be honest, that came out, I think, 2007. Yeah, yeah. The movie, and it, 
I I left secondary school then, and that's when I really got into my dancing and theatre a lot more. That's when I first started my proper uh, show where anything goes. Yeah. And honestly, Ice Cube Musical, I would say, is a part of inspiring me to want to do more and develop myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, is there anything that, you know, we talked about what musical, what show that you really enjoyed, but is there anything, a movie maybe, because we I've just mentioned one now. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything you've watched? In, Greece is obviously in there for me. Um. Obviously, that's on my bucket list to do when they do it, but yeah. Greatest Showman, come on. Oh, yeah. Just waiting Can for somebody to do it? it. Come on, guys. Yeah, I just, don't know who owns these rights. Just but... put it on West End or something, just yeah. so we can do it. Just <laughs> just even like those amateur dramatic performers. I say we're amateur, but a lot of us are pretty good. Yeah. Um. That, sometimes I don't like <laughs> that term because I've seen people that are not amateur. Yeah. But, yeah, that's another subject. But... Yeah, can we just release them rights? I don't know who and tell him, but if you're listening, probably not because it's not a massive big channel or show. But can you just release them rights? Because Greatest Showman, wow. That would be a that movie was excellent epic. show, wasn't it? <clears throat> yeah, that movie was excellent. And uh, the songs in it, I like the A Million Dreams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, all of them are good. I could then probably listen, you know, never, never, all that kind yeah. of stuff. Um, but yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's Scott. That's Scott with his favourite musical. He said Beauty and the Beast. Um, you didn't, I don't know if you really told us why, though. I don't know if we digressed from it, but you said that he just has that electric feeling. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's just we've been Disney as well. I um, loved it, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. Big it, fan of Disney. It, to be honest, it's first proper Disney musical that I've actually been in. I've not, not done any. I've done... Uh, big shows I've done like Footloose West Side Story but when you're doing like Disney it's just so like uh, magical yeah it is. that's we're, the word magical. magical yeah oh. <laughs> sorry guys I can't I, right I'm gonna just say it here I'm not a singer no I'm not a singer I'm more <laughs> of an actor and dancer and I am improving my singing but I still like to get a crack I don't care I just have a laugh um, so, Colin, if you're listening at home, stop whinging and moaning about my singing. I don't care. <laughs> I know he's going to be listening, you see. Ah, I see. And uh, he listens to podcasts all the time. He's been in it now, so he listens to it. Ah. Probably like what you're going to do. Only to see if you're talking about him. Yeah, probably. that's probably what it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, has he mentioned no about me? That's it. Has, has he, to- has he, ha- he hadn't told him about my wardrobe malfunction. <laughs> well, it all hanged out. Um, anyway, he's moving on. And uh, so, yeah, so... Next question I would like to ask you for the viewers. All these shows that you've been in, you've been in quite a lot of musicals and uh, pantomimes. Yep. I think it'd be great, especially with lockdown. I bet there's been a lot of people that have wanted to start, you know, hopefully we're going to be out of this in June and want to start getting involved in stuff. And they might have looked at theatre as an option and they've seen a show that they might want to be involved in or they might want to audition for. What's what's your advice as how do you prepare for your auditions? If I'm quite honest, go for it. You wing it. Absolutely petrify myself. You pet- every well, every you audition, scare, you scare yourself on purpose. Yeah. Why? Because just the thought of it. Because you're getting judged by. If if you go to an amateur one, mm. it's people you work with and do theatre with all yeah. the time, and you've got to try and sell yourself to them, basically. Yeah. But so if you've it's, if you've wound them up, 
yeah. beforehand. Yeah, it's not great. Not, it's not going to be good, is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> but I, th- I think it's more with the people that you work with all the time mm. that's that's the most scariest thing. Um, rather than going to a different society and auditioning, um, I do feel a lot more scared and pressured doing it in front of me, my own society that I, yeah. I perform with rather than a different society. Um, but yeah, every audition's scary, to be fair, and all you've got to do is just, you've just got to go in there and get your best shot. Everything you've got, just put into it. If you're going for an idiot part, you've just got to be over hey, the top. me for? Well, there's nobody else here. <laughs> yeah. Good no. point, good point. But you just seem, your eyes seem to open more and directing it to me. <laughs> now, if, you, if you're going for an idiot part, you've got to, you've no. just got to be big and over the top because that's yeah. what people want to see. So what what do you do regards to script-wise? Like, what's your method? I could tell you obviously mine, but I'm asking you this question. Like, how do you, how do you learn your lines? Um, like how do you script? I'm just think, I'm just trying to get a most out for listeners at home that are maybe want to audition for something. Yeah, yeah. And uh, as someone who just does amateur dramatics and any performance, I don't think it matters what level you're at, professional or not. You know, if you need to learn lines, you need to learn lines. Yeah. And there's many different methods out there, and you have to work out how you do it for yourself. Yeah. But what do you do? Me, I I tend to try and learn it with somebody. Yeah. Um, so somebody else reading parts in. I've even drafted my nine-year-old daughter into read parts in, so I can, so I can get. Why not? That's it. She wants to do it, so yeah. start them young. But now she reads the parts that aren't mine, and then I can read mine, and I I do the acting, try mm. try and act it out as well. Um, I do struggle to learn it myself if I'm just looking at a script. Yeah. I pref- I'm That's a same. I'm a more of a learn it by um, movements. Yeah. Yeah. Learn by by movements and rehearsals. Or... If you do get cast. I prefer to to learn the script in rehearsals. I'm exactly the same because I learn where my cues are, where they should be. You know, with the movements, I link yeah, it yeah. to the to the actual production, the uh, movement, yeah, and doing stuff, um, to learn the words. So I know when I'm doing a certain thing, yeah, I know I have to. I'm on that line and stuff. But uh, to be honest, obviously, if someone messes up, I'll jump in. I know where I am. But yeah, I prefer stuff like that. And uh, I I tried a method. Um, for me, when I'm learning big lines, like pages worth, yeah, yeah, and I mean, is I don't know if you've done this, but I've recorded myself, read it in my head, their lines, yeah, yeah. So I've recorded myself, read their lines just in my head, um, while it's just going through, so it's blank, and then we carry on recording myself, yeah. So I just obviously just keep the recording going, and now obviously when I get started, then obviously I play that. So t- and then I'll do the other method. So I'll just read their lines, yeah, and then and do yeah. it. So then I can say mine, and then in my the break, voice. it's your your voice. Yeah, I know a lot of people that do it like just, that. Just to know, I tried that method. And it seemed to work for me, except for looking at a sheet, just black and white, yeah, piece of paper with text on it. Just don't go into my head. Another one, rec- head. recording what you say and play it in your car. You know, when you're yeah. driving, yeah, and you, you're just you're just talking, you're uh, saying it while you're saying it yeah. yourself on. Oh, stereo, if you know what I mean. No, I know. No, I know <laughs> what you mean. Yeah, because I know you like to listen to your own voice, don't you, Scott? I do, yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like silk. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's great. And, uh, you know, it's been uh, it's been really good to have you on the show, Scott, and it's not, been nice catching up uh, personally as well. And I hope you listeners at home have really enjoyed this podcast. If you do, give it a like on our Facebook and give it a share as well. 
But honestly, Scott, thank you so much for coming on. It's been it's been great to just have a bit of a laugh with you, get some information out. I've not been able to get any saucy kind of <laughs> gossip out of you. No. I know you can't can't drop any of that, but. Honestly, thank you very much for coming on the show. No, it's been we a pleasure. W- we will end this podcast with your last song. Thank you. Um, and I'll play that when we finish, guys. So enjoy his music. And uh, thank you so much for listening today. Enjoy and goodbye, everyone. Madness! Woo-hoo.